Welcome to Unyoung Heroes, a podcast about celebrating aging and dementia, where we dive into topics that are interesting, relevant, randomly uncomfortable, and sometimes funny. We are your hosts, Kelly Moran and Megan Kent. The words we use matter. Let's change the way we talk about aging. This podcast episode will explore how our language around seniors has changed over time and why it's still important to be mindful of the words we use. Join us in changing the face of aging. All right, everybody, we are talking about how our words matter. Last episode, we talked about independent living, memory care, assisted living, nursing homes. And I want to apologize. We we said a bad word. We you said, said the, the F, F word. word. Yeah. yeah, we said the F a word. A couple times we said the F yeah. word. So we just want to apologize. I don't want to be canceled. Please yeah. don't cancel us. Don't cancel us. But what was that word? It was shh, facility. Facility? <laughs> so One of my pet peeves. Yes, yeah, we all have pet peeves. And for purposes of this podcast episode, we're really talking about senior living communities um, because that's where our most of our experience is. But skilled nursing facilities, they use the F word. But that doesn't mean that we can't change the way that skilled nursing runs. And the reason why they use facility is because it's more of a medical model and uh, senior living communities is more of a social model. And uh, what do you think of when somebody says the word facility? I think of a, you know, a community pool. I think of using the facilities, using the bathroom. Yeah, going, going tinkle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So anyway, um, but yeah, a facility, I think of a workout facility, you know, people sweating and working on machines and, and it doesn't ring true. As a matter of fact, let's talk about why we want to change some of the terminology used. I, I, I think I came up with a really good example. If you go out to eat in a restaurant, the food that's served to you, A, isn't the same kind of food that was served in the 1980s, and B, it's certainly not plated like it was in the 1980s. And so progress happens. Progress happens in every industry. The culinary field, the medical field, there's progress. We need the same to happen for senior living. And the only way to do that is to look at our terminology and be committed to making that change. So for facility, we're not going to the bathroom. We want to call it a community because it really is a community. And what is a community? It's a group of people that live near each other, that are watching out for one another, helping one another, engaging with one another, socializing. So much more positive than Absolutely. Yes, I agree. I agree. What about a dementia resident? I know that's one of yours, isn't it? When someone says, they're a dementia resident. My eye twitches a little bit. (laughs) All of these that we're going to talk about, my eye twitches a little bit. Some for me more than others. Yes, yes, yeah. it, It really is labeling, and it's not just dementia. You can say, you know... The person who has cancer. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> why are we saying it like that? Yeah. Um, Is that who they are? Mm-hmm. That can't determine their whole life story. Right. And that that phrase determines who they are as a person. Yeah. And that's not it. 
So they're a person living with dementia. A person living with dementia, yes. Um, one of mine is behavior. So people will say, well, they have behaviors. Yeah, they're having a meltdown. The they're hell is that? You know what it is? It's an expression. Mm-hmm. It's an expression of something, A, it could be an unmet need. B, it could be that they're happy. C, it could be that they want to you know, get out of this area and aren't sure how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. It's an expression of something. It's not a behavior. What do you think of when people say behaviors? It's bad. Yeah. Like there's an issue that's wrong. We need to log it. We need to talk about it. Um, You know, there's a meltdown that's happening. Yeah. It's behaviors has a negative aspect to it. Yeah. Negative connotation where expressions, they express love. They express kindness. They express words of affirmation. Yeah, it's positive. A, yep. And a behavioral expression encompasses all types of emotions or feelings somebody may be encompassing where behaviors, it just it just sounds like it's all negative. So saying that it's an expression to your point is it could be happy. Yeah. Right? It could be something that's good. Um, You might not know this term, Megan, but there was a term that was used often. I can personally say I've never used this. It's a walkie-talkie. Never. I remember the first time you ever said this, and I was like, Kelly, that's silly. We shouldn't even put this on our words matter sheet because I've never heard anybody say it. But there was a meeting actually recently where um, somebody had used this word, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Did I just go back into, like, the 80s, 90s? Like, what's going on? A walkie-talkie is somebody that is ambulatory, maybe with a walker, and they can talk. So the residents that could walk and talk were referred to as walkie-talkies. It's ludicrous. Like, I'm not laughing. It's gross. It's just, sometimes when I don't know what to do with my amazement, I laugh. (laughs) Fair. Um, So what would we call those individuals? People? Yeah. (laughs) Just people? Just people? (laughs) Yeah. Right? It's like, why do do you have to label? Mm -hmm. It's um, Another one is feeder. A feeder, someone you're going to assist with eating. Yeah. Honestly, it just sounds like like livestock, <laughs> you know, that you're, oh my gosh, you're feeding it does. livestock where it's like a, a task, right? Oh, we have a feeder. We have a walkie-talkie. Yeah. It, it, it's all about labeling. It's like ranch life. So, so, <laughs> so what would you say instead? Instead of a feeder, mm-hmm. I would just say somebody who needs assistance with eating. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or change what you're, sh- what you're giving people, change what you're serving, yep. make it into finger foods that are easier to navigate, make them into bite-sized morsels. Yeah. That way people yeah. don't, may not need the added assistance with eating. One of my favorite dinners are appetizers, like just having a bunch of appetizers, yeah. finger foods, right? Mm-hmm. Do that. Change it up. Locked unit. I think of a jail. Yeah. And it's referred a lot. A lot of times memory care is referred to as a locked unit. Yeah. Or Or jail, mm -hmm. I think of. Like I put myself in the position of going to a senior living community and getting a tour by, you know, a salesperson. And they're like, yep, and this is a locked unit. They're not getting out. You know, everything's going to be safe here. And it's like that. I, I would turn right around. I'm like, peace out. Yes. I just, it doesn't sound 
It doesn't sound safe. That in itself does not sound safe. Mm-mm. My mom or dad, loved one, whoever it may be, still wants to feel like they're an active member of the community. So why are we saying that it's locked, like they're never going to be able to get out? Well, let's give you another perspective other than the resident. You have an adult child mm-hmm. or a spouse that is making a decision to put someone they love more than life itself into a locked unit. Mm-mm. It's not going to be successful. Yeah. We have to change that. What would you What would you use instead? Secured. Yeah, secured environment, secured neighborhood. It's secured. Sound, that sounds so much safer. Yeah, like you feel it does sound safer. Security with you know, um, you know somebody that you love, and you want to put somebody that you love in a secured environment, a secured neighborhood. So not only is the word locked wrong in this, but unit is wrong as well. We shouldn't be saying unit. We shouldn't be saying wing. Because that in itself throws that hospital medical terminology into it where it's more of that social model. I know well, we keep saying that. but We keep saying that. But also, Megan, what do you think of when someone says unit? Let's be honest, shall we? You're junk. Yeah. <laughs> the man bits, right? <laughs> the man bits. It, and I think, I think we just have to be transparent with everybody because that, that's what we're talking about. Like there are double meanings to words. And A, you have to have a sense of humor, and B, let's do better. So instead of a unit or a wing, we should say an apartment, a neighborhood, a home, instead of those words which make me think of a psych hospital. Exactly. And not a psych hospital as they are today. Psych, yeah. You know, the ones where you, Hollywood portrays negatively. Yes. Like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Mm-hmm. One of the words that drives me crazy, and it's a little known fact, but people don't understand. This word drives me crazy is dietary. Mm. It drives me crazy because it's so outdated. It's clinical. It's hospital-like that I love using culinary it's the Sounds field so of elegant. culinary. Sounds so elegant. Gordon Ramsay doesn't work in dietary. Mm. Gordon Ramsay works in the culinary industry. Hashtag Gordon Ramsay. If you hear this, contact <laughs> us. Her number one true love. <laughs> right after Donnie. <laughs> what about uh, toileting or bathroom? Even further than that, potty. Tinkle. I mean, we've been in communities and um, or have done assessments where family members or uh, professional care partners are saying, honey, do you need to go potty? I said two words there that honey. were undesirable. Honey. Right? Unless if you're a family member, that might be more acceptable. <laughs> but if you're a professional caregiver and you're calling somebody honey, that's not appropriate. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But going potty, who would you say that to in a regular setting? A baby. A child, right? But here's the other side of that, Meg, is some night you have to meet the person where they're at on their journey. Absolutely. So I used to have a resident that called it making water. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would use. So there's a difference, everybody, when we refer to it as um, they need toileting versus they need to freshen up. Mm-hmm. How we perceive it as providers of care. Yeah. Right? There's that side of it as well. 
And it's embarrassing if you say to someone, do you have to go potty and they're in front of a group of people? I agree. Or not. like you said, you know, like I'm not a kid. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. not be very happy. I would probably just stay there and yeah. <laughs> not end up using the restroom, potentially get a UTI. And it's all about approach. Not only that, but your words, the words that you're using. It, yeah. And that's why this is so Some important. Some of them are undignified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. What comes next? Um, asking somebody with dementia, do you remember that? Oh no. Do you remember? <laughs> it's so easy to say something like that too. I, I'm sure a hundred percent sure. It I've really said it. is. It really is. I mean, we used to say that to my mom sometimes and I'd be like in my head saying, of course she doesn't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did I just ask yeah. her that? Like it's 5 PM and you're like, you know, you go and visit your mom or dad and you say, do you remember what you had for dinner? Do you remember what you had for breakfast? And they're like, no, I didn't eat. I didn't eat. And then it's like. They're not feeding me. And as an adult child, you're like, they're not feeding you. Mm -hmm. And it starts this cycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It could, the implications of asking that, depending on what it is, do you recall or do you remember? Do you remember mostly? um, Can be, can be angering for somebody. Yeah. Because if I didn't remember something and you're asking me, don't you remember this? Do you remember this? You know I, something's wrong. Like, oh my God, I don't Oh my remember. gosh, yeah, I should. And that can cause a lot of frustration. A better way to say it is, do you recall, mm-hmm. it's just softer. Yeah. It's yes. just softer. It doesn't put somebody on the defensive. And it's not only the word, like the phrase itself, but it's the tone that you're saying, right? Yeah, so your, you, vo- your voice changes. Mm-hmm. And if you were to say something like what you had just said of, do you recall, uh, you know, having breakfast this morning? just being curious about it rather than making it seem like it's a targeted question that they could get it wrong or right. Yeah. It kind of gives them the option of saying, no, Mm -hmm. I don't recall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good one. How about bib? Oh no. (laughs) Again, it's. And they look like bibs. Just Yes. Yes. So what we're talking about is there's these adult and I'm just going to say what it says on Amazon. They call them adult bibs um, for those who need some covering while they're while they're eating during the dining experience because it gets a little messy. And when you think about bibs, once again, you think about children, babies, toddlers that are very, very messy where they got the scoop part to it and you can pick <laughs> out the food from that scoop part. Oh, no. But... I personally would not want to be told, hey, Megan, we're going to put on this bib so that way you don't get your clothes all dirty. I, I would feel like that's very demeaning. I'd be embarrassed. I'd be very embarrassed. Yeah, I would be embarrassed. I'm always thoughtful of that. What do we, what do we call it instead? Clothing protectors. Uh, yes. And those, those actually, if you Google that, there's um, so many options out there that are so dignified. Some look like a shirt you're wearing. Some are a scarf, mm-hmm. kind of like an accessory to your outfit. Yeah. You can Lots find of options. you can find if you look up adult bib, you'll find ones that literally look like cloth bibs, just larger for adults. But if you look up clothing protector, you'll find the ones that you were talking about, like the oh, the ones good. that look like shirts, the ones that 
have pearls on them for the women or their scarves where they're magnetic and they just kind of click together. Those are just way more dignified. Yeah. Diapers. How about diapers? Who wears diapers? Babies. Babies wear diapers. It's such an undignified term to associate with a grown person. What do you think we would use instead? Um, undergarment, incontinence products. Those are more dignified terms. Agreed. I don't even like the term brief. Me neither. It it, it just insinuates yeah. for provider for care providers, we know what a brief is and it's just negative. Yeah. It's better than diaper. It is better than diaper, but still um, we could do even better. Let's elevate that. Yes. And you were saying we're seeing a trend here. What is the trend that we're seeing? Uh, that it's all very infantized. A lot of the words that we're using interesting, isn't it? are infantized. My hypothesis on that is that people don't understand the cognitive decline that occurs in an older adult. And so the only thing that makes sense to our brain is to associate it with another part of life that has trouble speaking, walking, feeding themselves, needing assistance in the bathroom. And that's infancy and toddlers. So we not only use terms that are similar, but a lot of the supplies out there available to do programming with somebody who has dementia or is an older adult are childlike. Yeah, and dignified. Yeah, there's just not a lot of products out there. We need to do better, people. We have to do better. All right, last one. Patient. I think of a clinical setting, that there's something something wrong with me where I need to be medically seen. I'm on somebody's caseload. Mm-hmm. Who has patients? Doctors. Doctors do. So we don't have patients in an assisted living. We don't have patients in independent living. And once we are able to start changing that to resident, to friend, to neighbor, then we start changing the way people perceive senior living. And right now, senior living is a wave of the future. We have, what is it, 20, 40, 80 million people are going to be over the age of 65 in the U.S. alone. It's a lot of people. All right, well, those are all the terms I have. Did we miss any? Oh, I am sure we did. And that is why when we post this on Facebook, we want you to comment below. What is a term that you have heard uh, either working in senior living or a term that you have said that you want to own up to and you think that there's a better term. Even if you think that there isn't a better term, but you always cringe at it, let us help you and guide you and we will be in that comment section with you. I love it. So where would they leave that comment on our Facebook page? Yes, on Young Heroes Podcast. That's where our Facebook page is at. Uh, you can also email us at admin at onyoungheroes.com and we will respond to you. Uh, If you have any other questions, we love to use this as the content of our podcast episodes too. But that is it for now. Love it. All right. Thanks again, Meg. It was nice catching up with you and discussing this. And we will uh, speak with you all next time. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the conversations about how our perception of aging is changing and why. If you'd like to learn more information, please go to our Facebook page at Unyoung Heroes Podcast or email us at admin at unyoungheroes.com.